Hello, welcome to Soberish, the wait a second, I thought this was going to be about recovery podcast. This is season three, folks who have been here before, season three, episode one. Those of you that are new, welcome. You are in for a wild ride. This podcast is about higher dimensional reality. You have the option of not listening to it right now. You also have the option to turn it off at any point. And I need to point that out for some of you because apparently there are people that are being forced to listen to my podcast at gunpoint. I started putting the episodes on YouTube and there are men that are listening to the entire episode and then leaving frustrated comments. And I'm like, hey, you don't have to listen to this. Like, I understand you subscribe to the channel because you thought this comedian might post comedy. I don't. But then you listen to the entire episode of something you don't like, something you don't like asterisk up there because what the fuck are you listening to it? Avert your ears. Save yourself. Stop listening to things that you don't resonate with and then getting mad about it. Also, can I have some of your Adderall? How the fuck are people out here listening to shit they don't like for an hour? My voice, you're listening to my dumb fucking voice and my bullshit when it doesn't resonate with you for an hour? I can't even listen to a podcast of shit I like for an hour. Amazing. Pass the fucking speed. Anyway. This is going to be a little bit of an overview of things that a lot of you already know, but I'm starting to get a lot of questions and I wanted to start a new season of the podcast because I think we're entering into something new and this is where people will start. And so if this is your first time listening to the podcast and you like this shit, I highly recommend that you go back and start at season two and kind of get caught up. This is going to be a little bit of glossary of terms and catching everyone up from the last couple of years. So super quick overview. Also, I'm going to speak as if things are facts. Okay. I'm going to speak as if things are facts, but facts are subjective. So subscribe to the facts that make sense to you. Leave everything that doesn't resonate. I'm not here to be your guru. I'm not here to evangelize my perception of reality. I'm not here to convince you of anything. If you like this, if you're like, yes, here's some words to some things I'm experiencing. Perfect. If none of this resonates, leave it. If half of it resonates, take that half, leave the rest. Everything that you need is inside of you. All of your answers are inside of you. I would like to help you with some programming that is fucking you up, but I do not want to convince anyone of anything. So I'm going to speak as if things are facts here because disclaimers every five seconds are clunky and stupid. So here's my disclaimer. This is my perception of reality. I am not uh, a college graduate. I dropped out of ninth grade. I did meth. You should not take my word for fucking anything. Okay. This is a fun wild ride, a little exercise of the mind. Quit being fucking babies in my comments, please. All right. A little bit about me. I had a near-death experience in 2000. I went back to a big ball of light. I'm going to tell the story very fast and very uh, a summary of it because it's available on season two, episode one, Alien School, if you want the whole story. But anyway, I go back to this big blue ball of light during near-death experience. A big blue ball of light tells me that we are part of this light and that Earth is a video game. 
basically, and that we were about to switch video games. Their perception of about to switch and my perception of about to switch are a little bit different because this didn't actually start to take place until years and years, decades later. And we're really in what they showed me. We're really in that right now. But the gist is that we were in a 3D fear-based, dichotomy-based reality in which we were all unconscious and didn't know we were playing the video game. Now, um, I've since learned that this is just something that we do as consciousness. We go in and out of consciousness. And so this feels like it's some huge deal right now that is the beginning of something, whatever, but we'll just go back to sleep at some point. We'll go back into one consciousness and break up into pieces again. Um, the big blue ball of light told me that we were every iteration of life on this planet, including dinosaurs, whatever. Like we just plant pieces of ourselves down here and then watch them grow. It's essentially the Sims. Uh, you are God. You are the God. You are the writer of this script. You are also the actor in this script. So... And then I spent the next four years on a meth bender. So this could be meth-induced schizophrenia, obviously, but I'm having fun. I spent the next four years being trained. It was named by Tim Dillon Alien School, and that is kind of stuck. So that's where that name came from. Trained in dreams and then in waking life by, I call them aliens. Some woo people call them guides. I don't identify with a lot of the woo shit, so I try to use my own language. But they did kind of look like aliens. They're like see-through. But they are shaped and about the size of aliens. And they taught me a bunch of shit. They taught me how to hear people's thoughts. They taught me how to manifest reality. They taught me a lot of shit I haven't gotten to use yet, like levitating and moving things with my eyes. Those are higher dimensional abilities, and we're not quite there yet collectively. We're getting there very quickly. And so anyway, after about four or five years, they I went back to sleep. <clears throat> And by back to sleep, I'll explain consciousness real quick. Um, in a video game model, a first-person shooter is you're experiencing the game through your eyes, right? So you can't see that much, and it, but you're in it. You can feel it. It's very exciting. That is life experience through your ego. Your ego is like the artificial intelligence that comes with the body that you're currently playing. When you are in that ego space, that first-person shooter, you identify with your avatar. You are living every bit of your life through the experience of the avatar but there is another part of you that you may or may not be consciously aware of and that is your higher self so that is the part of you that's existing in higher dimensional reality that is the part of you that kind of creates the world in more of an rpg model for you to live in so all of the things that have ever happened to you that you're like you think have just happened because the universe hates you or whatever likely was written by your uh, higher dimensional self don't get mad at me for saying that I too have a lot of trauma I get it that doesn't mean you don't feel it it's not relevant or that you spiritually bypass it it just is kind of the strange reality of this if you believe in this sort of thing so that RPG self would be your higher self God your God and there is a process as we go from a three-dimensional fear-based reality to a higher-dimensional reality where you integrate those two pieces. And if you integrate those two players, now the writer and the actor are the same, and the writer gets to decide what, what to experience, and then you can toggle back and forth between the writer and the player. That process of becoming that is called the awakening integrating those two things. There's so 
much that has to be done to fully make that happen. And I'm going to get into what all of the things that have to be done, how this process has already been happening for you, what the higher dimensionals uh, what the higher dimensions are, what they look like, how you're probably already living in 5D and don't know it. I'm going to get into all of that on this episode. So that is the quick overview of my story. More of my story is on that first episode. So I'm not going to eat a ton of that up. And I'm going to try to tell you where you can find the full episode that has a lot of this information if I can remember it. So here is the model of the, um, the reality that we are coming out of. The current reality that, well, current isn't really fair. The dying reality is 3D. 3D is the physical reality. The physical reality has the senses of see, touch, and taste and feel, I think. Okay. So everything is outside of you. Everything that you're experiencing is outside of you, except for your thoughts, We've also been taught in the three-dimensional reality that all of your thoughts are one stream of consciousness. And as you get into higher dimensional perception, you learn that there's actually so many voices in your head, so many voices in your head, and they're not all you. And this leads to a lot of self-destructive behavior, making a lot of decisions that aren't in your best interest, because you don't know that you're actually tapped into the energy of people who you've ever been close to. And so if you had like a a critical parent or an abusive parent, even just, just, uh, you know, a parent from the eighties where they projected a lot of their shit onto you. And now you're an adult and you want to do something and you want to go take a risk. And there's a voice in your head that's like, this is going to fall apart. This is going to fall apart. You're never going to pull this off. And you don't know that that's like the voice of your nervous fucking mother. You know, that's the voice of your narcissistic parent. And you end up changing your mind. You end up making decisions based on that. So that's something to get into as well is learning how to control all of the things happening inside of your head. But for the most part, you experience most of your life outward. And because you experience most of your life outward, a lot of your lessons came via things outside of you. And that was also by design by your higher self. And those lessons are called karma. So a lot of people use karma as like what goes around comes around. Oh, that bitch flipped me off. And then, you know, I, she got rear-ended or whatever. She got what she had coming to her. That's karma. That's not actually how karma works. Karma is the system of learning unconscious lessons. So long as you are not integrated and don't realize what life and reality is, you're here to learn lessons. Your soul is trying to teach your avatar lessons because all of those lessons and evolution go back to the soul. It builds up its energy. It gets to evolve and graduate from earth, which is basically school. Okay. So there's a shit ton of like what earth is, why we're here, whatever that I'm not going to get into, but, um, I'll get into it on future episodes. So when we came down to earth, okay, well, so imagine in the 12th dimension, you're one big ball of light with everybody. We're all collectively there. Okay. And then to get into the 11th dimension, it's more dense. And so you have to split in half. This is a way over generalization. And then to get from 11, those halves have to split in half and split in half and split in half and split in half and split in half. You get down to earth and you are a tiny, tiny like sliver of your true essence, your true higher dimensional essence. Okay. 
And then this particular game was based on dichotomy. So dichotomy is like this versus that, light versus dark, right versus wrong, male versus female. And you actually, your true essence is male, sorry, masculine and feminine energy. Okay. Those are two different sides of one spectrum. And as people are waking up, that's why we're seeing the dissolution of gender and identifying with the sex of the physical body and people are becoming non-binary because there really isn't a binary. You have a full, like I see it like a scale inside of you. And in order to be someone who is fully effective in every way possible, you have to have integrated, healed and woken up all of your masculine and feminine energy so that you can like toggle you know, you can like set, what is like, it's just like, it looks like a slider in my head. You can set the slider like, oh, I need like 85% masculine energy to make this thing happen. I got to come over here into my feminine energy to, to perceive this thing, this sort of thing. Anyway, we're in the process of healing and waking all of that up. Now, the karmic reality is about learning lessons, but it's unconsciously learning lessons. And as karma has been trying to wind up, wind up, wind down, finish out for the last 20 years, you may have noticed certain things like if you ever said, I would never, I would never cheat on my girlfriend. And then next thing you know, you're cheating on your girlfriend. Like the circumstance shows up in which you're like, oh shit, I am capable of this. Or <clears throat> that was happening to me 20 years ago where I was like, I really have to stop saying I would never because then the universe just like provides an opportunity to be like, oh, okay, I'm actually capable of absolutely everything. And then another, <clears throat> sorry, I'm like, <clears throat> sorry, I have some kind of cold or something. So next, I lost my train of thought. Oh, karma. So another, right now, if you're still in karma, you're still unconsciously learning lessons, you might notice things like a loop of people acting the same way in your life. Like you're attracting treacherous friends over and over again. You're attracting men or women who treat you the same over and over again. And that is a loop. That is a karmic loop because we are trying to get out of, we're trying to be done with unconscious lessons. And so your lesson, like probably your final unconscious lesson is looping right now so that you'll fucking wake up and be like, oh, okay, my dad didn't love me. I don't know how to be loved. I'm chasing love. My dad didn't love me. Got it. Got it. I can stop attracting people who treat me like shit. Got it. Um, And so... Moving forward, actually, I'm not going to get into the new thing yet. I would, models of the fear-based reality. Try to stay focused, Jessa. This is also my second time recording this, and uh, I'm not in the fucking mood. So the hamster wheel is also a big part of the old reality. So in the fear-based reality, you got right, wrong, good, bad. A l everything is fear-based. So a lot of people doing things out of guilt and obligation, feeling like, uh, they're doing things to get the approval of other people, right? They're doing things like from the time you're born, you're told what reality is, which is insane. And if you're over the age of 20, you were probably also told who you are by your parents, you know, and the older you get, the more likely it is that your parents, if you are, were born 
in a boy's body, your parents leaned real hard into gender norms. And, and, uh, I guess it was happening to both of us. I forget because we were evolving on the feminine side faster, but like a lot of that's not what little girls do. My parents didn't do that to me. So I don't, uh, identify that too much with it, but I've seen a lot of little boys when I was a kid, like their dads have an actual meltdown because they were playing with a doll for five seconds, you know? A lot of people telling you who you are and what you should like. So by the time you're an adult, you don't actually have any fucking idea who you are. You identify with the ego. And then the ego has something called the shadow. And the ego takes everything that seems unacceptable by society, which is all just an impression you get depending on who's around you when you're a kid and you hide it. And it has a lot to do with the mirroring from your parents. So like uh, my... um mom wasn't really into my feelings. She, she had a real adverse reaction to me showing any emotion whatsoever. And so by the time I was in my adult life, I I didn't identify with my feelings at all. All of my emotional experiences were processed through the mental space. And I'm just now right now having my first, I'm suffering my first loss that I can feel. Typically I just process things through the mental space. And I'm like, okay, well, this person wasn't good for me anyway. And this didn't work. And it's in my best interest. And I moved the fuck on. And this is the first time that I'm like, yeah, mentally, I get all of that. But my heart hurts. Like, how long do I have to sit in this shit? And I had to do a ton of work, which I refer to something as the work you'll hear me talk about as long as you're doing the work. And this is the work like the work is just I'm I'm learning about who I am. I'm becoming self-aware. I'm becoming conscious. And the work is, you know, it's just crying in a bathtub for the most part for me. And I am leveling up as a result. Um, I keep wanting to talk about now and not the fucking old reality, but a couple more pieces of the old reality. Parasites. Now you might hear me reference parasites, vampires. I sometimes say narcissists. I'm trying to really get away from that because narcissism is a mental health diagnosis And there are people with that diagnosis who are working really hard. And I don't want to, I don't want to like discriminate. Like I don't, I don't want to lump everybody into that. Also pair like vampires, we all can be vampires. Okay. So a vampire is somebody who's taking energy, taking more energy than is due to them, taking energy through means of like guilt and triggering people on purpose or, um, manipulation and, um, parasites. I will maybe one day find out that parasites are good, but parasites, when I refer to them, I am referring to what I believe to be people without souls. What I believe to be, um, I think they're called the elite in mainstream society. That's insane. I refuse to call them that. I think they named themselves that. Um, there are a class of people on this planet that are not gods. You can look at them and tell that they're not gods. You listening to this podcast, you are a god. And the way that this old system is set up, because people were here unconsciously living, souls were here living in an unconscious life. There are other beings. I guess they have souls, but they're, they don't come back to our ball of light and they are parasitic. So they need a host. They need a God to create their reality. They don't exist the same way that we exist. 
And so they trick gods through mind control into creating an amazing reality for them. I can't remember what episode I've talked about this on. I've talked about it many times though. And I think the next episode will be about this, but I'm so sorry. You have to listen to my cold in this episode. Um, the parasites trick gods into thinking that life is just about survival. So that's where we currently are in this society, right? And, and then they get the gods to create their reality through complaining, which is annoying. So every time you say the rich keep getting richer, the poor keep getting poorer, you, the one with the actual power, have been tricked into creating that uh, for them. And we're going to talk in the next episode about how that entire like construct is going to collapse and we're going to destroy them. But, um, so that is the old, everyone's living on a hamster wheel. You got people who think life is about survival. Life is about, uh, getting like validated on the outside. And that is a result of unconscious people, parenting children and telling children that everything is outside of you. So you are so outwardly focused when in reality, everything is inside of you, which sounds like bumper sticker shit, but I swear it is like the answer to everything. And I'll get into how to actually break that down in a way that does something. Okay. So next I'm going to explain consciousness. And there are lots of different definitions of consciousness. And there is a lot of confusion with people who listen to this podcast because they're like, I don't know if I made it to 5D or whatever, because we are so trained in the dichotomy based reality that everything is about like trying to do, you say like, uh, earning your way, earning your keep, you know, it's all this like hierarchy shit and none of that actually exists. Okay. It's all about self-acceptance and consciousness. There are different levels of consciousness. Now I would have said that I was awake from 2000 until 2017. And now I, I don't know that I would say that. I would say I was aware. I was aware of higher dimensional reality. Kind of. I was, I talked to aliens. I talked to higher dimensional beings. I had some what I call magic powers is just kind of a joke. It's just higher dimensional abilities. Every dimension has its own set of abilities and senses. I'll get into that next. But what I wasn't aware of was my true self. I only identified with my mental body. So you have several different bodies. You have your physical body. You have the ego. The ego is actually complicated because there's all these different voices in your head. And people think I have an ego and a higher self and that's it. And it's actually way more complex than that. Um, You have an emotional body. You have a mental body. So what I was doing as a result of my emotional body being like partitioned off due to trauma in childhood Every time I had an experience, I only ran it through the mental space. And a lot of people do this. A lot of people only identify with their mental energy. Okay. So when something would happen to me, I would say, okay, well, here's how I can prevent that from happening in the future. And I understand how this, whatever, and I forgive and and moving on. And um, as I began to integrate, I began to ascend and to ascend is when you start to download higher dimensional stuff, but you have to clear out all this lower dimensional perception. So as I started to ascend, I then had to go back and all of my old experiences had to be run through this emotional space. 
if you go back to the beginning of season two, I was kind of in that process and I definitely talk about it a lot in the episodes over the summer of 2019. All right. So when we talk about consciousness, you can see this awakening playing out in re in like mainstream reality where people don't even know that they are like galactic beings playing on a stage yet, but they're like environmentally conscious, socially conscious. We're becoming self-aware. We're becoming aware of the experiences of other people. And I know a lot of you hate that. I know a lot of you hate PC culture. If you go back to, I think it was alien school. I talk about the reasons that we needed the SJWs, that there's something called the arsenal that the aliens told me about. They're tearing down old constructs. And there's value in learning the experiences of other people. And it makes you defensive and it makes you feel like, uh, well, I'm not even allowed to say words anymore. But when you really tap into the purpose of understanding the experiences of other people, and then you find out that like, oh, these people are me. These people are me and of course I need to understand what it was like for them and they need to understand what it was like for me. Um, and so consciousness as far as self-awareness, becoming, becoming aware of who you are, who you are in the places where you're ashamed and that you've been hiding your entire life, what you actually want. What do you actually want? Which is going to be a huge question with 60. Okay, because everything that you are, quote unquote, supposed to do is hidden in the passion in your heart. Okay, so um, what are your true motivations? What lessons are you trying to learn? What are you traumatically reenacting from your childhood? What what did you lose about yourself in your childhood? Because when we're fully integrated, our inner children will kind of be running the show because that inner child isn't we think of like children as like helpless and dumb and needing adults to manage everything for them but that's not true at all they might need like diapers changed and to be fed but if you just let children be who they are with very little micromanaging they turn into something am amazing and powerful as adults but we equate children as like helpless and stupid, but like your inner child is your true essence. And so a lot of becoming conscious is healing all this trauma and bullshit and like programming and letting that child come run the show because that's your true, true self. Okay. So that's consciousness. Consciousness also, higher consciousness, involves a lot of like kind of wacky shit. Now, if you followed me for a little while, you know that I don't like, I don't like woo. I don't like love and light. I don't like hippy dippy bullshit. I believe a, a lot of that stuff. I believe in a lot of shit that's pretty wild. But I do not enjoy spiritual bypassing, which is just like, oh, just be, just be love and light. Just be happy. Just, you know, uh, there's darkness. There's darkness and light in all of us. There's that exact same scale of dark and light. That uh, exact same scale of masculine and feminine is the scale of dark and light. We have all of that. And integration is the answer. Learning to have both of those things. Otherwise, you're not safe. You're not safe if you haven't integrated your dark side. Go listen to some of these love and light people when they start getting psychically attacked. There's, there's darkness everywhere in every single dimension. So you're going to integrate all of that. But I don't like... Like I, there are powers in crystals. I don't particularly enjoy most people that talk about crystals. Astrology 
true astrology, not fucking horoscopes, true astrology, your birth chart is a map that your higher self created to give your avatar like cheat codes. So people are like, the, the planets don't control my life. No, they don't control your life, but they're like, they're like a map key because there are energies in this game that you don't understand yet. You don't know anything about how this game actually works. And there are a million different types of energies affecting each other. And if you have your birth chart and it's so deep, it's so deep, these things, how they affect each other, the aspects, the houses, all of it is a key to your life and the timing of things. And if you want a peek behind the curtain and to understand what's happening with a deeper, like, I don't know. I mean, you can just like willy nilly it through life if you want, but if you want to actually understand how to beat this game, how to get very good at this game, open your mind to things like astrology, numerology, because these things aren't forces affecting your life. It's not like super woo and crazy. It's just that this game has energies to it that you don't understand yet. And you're, why wow, it's fucking words. This is why I don't want to record a podcast right now. It's because sometimes I have like no access to my vocabulary. Anyway, a lot of things that are written off as woo because a lot of basic bitches and awful people have co-opted them and uh, made them mainstream, which is good, but a lot of preconceived notions about things. So I would advise if any of this resonates that you open your mind and start looking into things because astrology is very helpful. I'll do, I've done an episode called Karmic Astrology with Elise, and I'll do several more episodes on astrology moving forward. All right, now I'll explain the dimensions. All right, here's the dimensions, and I talk a lot of shit about 3D, so just um, bear with me. 3D is a physical reality, okay? So it's everything you can see, touch, taste, and feel. For some reason, we really believe this is the, the realest reality, and it's the fakest reality. The way that this reality works is that inside of you, you are writing, you're constantly writing what you want reality to do. You don't know that though. So you're mostly writing shit you don't like and you are attracting things and reality is actually, it seems solid, but it's actually very fluid and it shapes around what you want. You have people who expect everything to look exactly the same every day of their life and that's what they get. That's what they create. And then for some reason, we think that's a virtue. Like we're so obsessed with like consistency and stuff in this reality. We're always so flabbergasted when things change. I can't believe I just said flabbergasted. And change is actually so constant. It's so right. Like nothing is supposed to stay the same. We are moving and shaping this all the time. And that's why it's getting so cartoonish. Like I don't know how pro wrestling the government has to get before we all stop asking it to do anything and stop pretending that it's real. It's like so, it's like satire at this point. And that's because these systems are collapsing. This old reality that has been spoon-fed to you your entire life is collapsing. So that's all 3D shit. 4D is the beginning of going to higher dimensional reality. And 4D has been online since about 2012. So if you picture 3D as like a... Like a like you've set up a, a, a thing on a table. You know what I mean? You've set up like the reality out on a table and then 4D comes and sits on top of it like a Photoshop layer. 4D is the mental network. 
we all logged on to 4D at the end of the Mayan calendar. The end of the Mayan calendar is a great example for what happens when reality takes a huge turn. It's seamless. You don't know it. You don't know it till it's in the rear view. Now you can look back at 2012. And when I tell you that you gained the ability to hear people's thoughts in 2012, you just didn't know it. Nobody explained it to you. What the ability to hear people's thoughts and you hear people talk about hearing people's thoughts. You think like psychics. Oh, this is bullshit. Uh, you think they're audibly hearing people's thoughts. That does happen sometimes. But for the most part, it's a knowing. It's an impression. You have that ability most likely if you're listening to this podcast. Let me explain it to you. Uh, sorry for this metaphor that I use constantly. People who've heard it a hundred times. But you're sitting across the table. You're talking to your friend. That's happening in the 3D. Okay. Your friend's telling you why he has to break up with his girlfriend. He's giving you all these reasons. And you know, though through the subtext of the conversation that he has a different motive. He has another chick that he likes. Whatever. And, but you can just read, you just know it. It's an impression that you have, right? That is 4D perception. You can actually hear his thoughts in the mental network. We are now plugged into some type of mental um, internet with each other. And when that came online, nobody knew it. I mean, a bunch of us knew it, but mainstream society didn't know it. So it manifested as a lot of social anxiety. A lot of people became exhausted with small talk. And that's because small talk is just bullshit. And so now there's like a little bit of a bullshit meter here. And so it's just exhausting to be logged into someone's thoughts. And you don't know it. So you don't know that you're picking up on other people's fears and anxieties and stuff and you um, are having to talk to them about gas prices and you're like, I don't know why I feel this way. I'd, I'd rather just isolate. There may have also been feelings of being lied to by everybody, like everyone's trying to get one over on you because most people weren't in touch with their own truth. So the truth you were hearing in other people, like they weren't even hearing it in themselves because most people are still very self-deceptive at this point. The next thing that happened was the feminine energy on the planet began to wake up. Now, once again, that's energy. I'm not talking about sex or gender. It did manifest in people who mostly identified with their feminine energy, but it did happen for everybody. And when the feminine energy woke up, we began to become more and more like tuned in to this intuition. And a lot of things had to happen with that. If you want to hear about the awakening of the feminine and masculine energy, there's an episode called Hindsight 2020. I'm really not going to get into it right now. But the feminine energy woke up over the course of like eight years. And the masculine energy is in its awakening process right now. Once again, that has nothing to do with whether or not you have a dick. The fifth dimension was the most difficult to get to. It was the most difficult transition and we are still integrating it. Five also represents the pivot. It is the change in numerology, I believe, and um, tarot. And it is very much the pivot in the dimensions. So the fifth dimension, if the, the fourth dimension is like the mental network, the fifth dimension is the emotional network. Now, most of your reality post 5d will be through feeling it will be through non-physical things it will be through non-mental things it's about the energy exchange the perception that you gained 
through the 5D integration was being able to feel the energy exchange. So if you have vampires in your life, people in your life that just feed off of you or drain you, you're very tuned into that. You've likely kicked people out of your life. And maybe you didn't know why you just got to a point where you're like, I don't have to take your shit anymore. And that is part of the integration. Other things involved in the 5D download, um, codependency, fear of intimacy. These are all things surrounding like what are real relationships supposed to be? What is independence? What is interdependence? Healing childhood wounds, healing connections, developing deeper friendships with people that you maybe wouldn't have been friends with in the past. These are all 5D themes, okay? 5D downloaded in July of 2019. If you look back at your life in April of 2019 and now, there should be a pretty big shift in who you are, but you could be going through an ascension right now. An ascension is the process of going from one dimension of reality to the next. And it kind of works like when you get new software on your cell phone. So if uh, you in you download 5D, but then it can't install because you have all this programming where you consider yourself separate from other people, you feed off of these sort of people, you run from these sort of people, you don't uh, love yourself, you don't whatever. It's all these different things. You, you need uh, reality validated for you. So like if you see an energy exchange between two people and it doesn't match what's happening in the physical reality, there's a tendency to say, to gaslight yourself. And the truth is, is that things happening in the 3D are happening in the 3D. Something different is happening in the 5D. And it's learning to just like, when is it a good time to address the situation from a 3D perspective? When is it a good time to address this uh, situation from a 5D perspective? So here's an example of that. Someone is projecting their past relationship onto you. And you know that from a 5D perspective because you can see the energy exchange. So this person is like, oh, you just try to get emotions out of me and then you humiliate me. And you know you didn't do that. Okay, so from a 3D perspective, you're going to defend yourself. You're going to try to point things out to them. But from a 5D perspective, you're like, this person has trauma that they need to work out. This doesn't have anything to do with me. And from a 3D perspective, you would get triggered because this would bump up against something that you're working through, but you're no longer unconsciously learning lessons, maybe. So you're a conscious person now with access to 5D. You're able to say, hey, I'm serving as a mirror for this person while they work out their shit. That doesn't mean you have to take their shit because you're in 5D. Like you don't, you don't have to give energy to things that don't feel good. So you can say, hey, um, I'm not going to do this with you. I'm sorry that you feel that way. Uh, that wasn't my intention. And, um, you know, you decide what works for you. Do you want to stay in this with this person and help them work through their shit? You know, now there might be a temptation once you have 5d perception to tell this person that they're projecting or whatever, if they're just solidly in 3d, they're not going to hear it. So these are all things that we're learning and figuring out as we go along. Some of these powers suck. I did at one point have the ability to, uh, I would dream about like details of the object of my affection every time he fucks somebody else I would uh see it in a dream so some of these aren't great 
And you learn how to firewall them off. You learn how to protect yourself. You learn how to not hear every goddamn thing. You learn how to not feel obligated to help people every time you see a problem. That was a big one for me. All the different dimensions have rules and they all coexist at the same time. So, so far, most of us are in three, four, and five and three different things are happening. Okay. You have a 3D thing that's happening. The guy's telling you about his girlfriend. These are the facts. In 4D, you hear the subtext. He doesn't know it. He doesn't know that he's breaking up with his girlfriend because he has a crush on that girl at work. He hasn't even allowed that to be in his conscious mind yet. You know it. Because we can hear each other's shadows. In 5D, he's pulling on your energy because he desperately needs some validation about what he's doing because he's not integrated. He's looking outside of himself for someone to give him energy and make him feel better and make him feel whole. Okay? All three of those things are happening. You get to decide what dimension you're going to experience this thing in. You get to decide whether or not you're going to uh, you really can't say anything to the person. Like if a person is just operating an unconscious 3D, you really can't be like, you're pulling on my energy right now, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can't do any of that. So you get to decide, like, do I want to hang out? If so, I need to remember that this isn't real, but this is real for this person, whatever you get to decide. I recommend if it's just your friend and he's unconscious, who cares? But like, let's say you have like a partner who's unconscious. If you, pay attention to whether or not that pulls you into unconsciousness as well. If that makes sense. Okay. So ascension is the process of we are as a planet, we are ascending to higher dimensional reality. And we're just kind of going through these dimensions and everybody is in different waves and everybody has different templates. Okay. So there are certain things that trigger this ascension process, this awakening process. Some people wake up to the fact that we are galactic beings and earth is a stage before they've done any work on their mental health or like integration. Those are not my favorite people. Typically, I mean, I was one of them, but uh, a lot of love and light people get like a book or whatever and they're aware of that stuff, but like completely not self-aware of their bullshit. Uh, that doesn't mean that they're wrong or bad. That just means they're not my uh, cup of tea and it's fine. That's fine. Everyone's fine. Everyone's doing exactly what they chose to do. You got to pick your template before you got here. Okay. Psychedelics is another huge template. So this is just like, I'm going to do the DMT. It's going to, it's going to crack my, you like you decided how you're going to wake up. I'll do DMT. It's going to crack my perception of reality. Then these things are going to start to shatter, whatever. One of the most common ones is the twin flame template. It is basically uh, a love relationship, a connection that reminds you of who you were. And that person breaks your fucking heart. They break your heart a thousand different ways. Some of these twin flame things last for a month. And you are just completely transformed. And through this heartbreak and trying to put yourself back together, your old self is shattered and you project a lot of things onto this person. This person mirrors back a ton of like childhood wounding. And as you're sorting all this out, basically chasing a carrot to try to get back together with this person, you learn a ton about yourself. I mean... It's excruciating, it's excruciating, but a powerful, very effective method of waking up. 
And because these connections are so like, what the fuck is this? People end up finding about twin flames. And because they find out about twin flames, they end up finding about awakening and ascension. They end up like finding, you know, uh, a soul tribe and everything else. And, um, a lot of people out here seeking this experience. This is an ascension template. I know it's like, it's not the same thing as a soulmate. Who knows if they ever end up together? I don't think so. Not looking like it, but, uh, an extremely powerful method of waking up. We are currently in, because so many people are already awake on the planet, we are currently in, in 2020, if you're waking up in 2020, these awakenings are like 90 days. They're crazy. They're just getting picked up and slammed down in a higher dimensional reality. And I don't actually know what the template for that is yet. I just know that it's very rapid. And that's why I wanted to start season three and kind of bring you right here. If you've stumbled upon this podcast, there's a good chance that this is happening to you right now. Now, the later you pick the ascension, the further you go in a shorter amount of time. So people who were, who did the 2017 to 2019 ascension, they like hacked a lot of matrix stuff. So when I say matrix, I mean fear-based reality. When I say hacked, I mean like healed. So like those of us that were working on codependency, codependency is this old way of attaching through external means. And by healing that, within ourselves and crying on the floor and going through all this shit and reading all these books and learning all this stuff. We like paved a way so that people who wake up in 2020 just kind of get to walk down that path really quick rather than having to do all that actual work because we are all plugged into one network. You have access to other people's healing. And when you are healing and you are changing something about yourself, you are creating an easier path for future people because we are all one collective consciousness. So when I talk about hacking things in the matrix, I'm, or when I say things like doing the work, the work is becoming more self-aware, beating your own programming. And there is a tendency to judge yourself or feel like you haven't done enough or feel like you're not in high enough of a dimension. And I try to like hammer this home as much as possible, but in between sounding like I've totally crushed all of this, I'm like crying in a bathtub. Okay. I am also working through my own shit. Now the difference between karma, because there was a big ending to karma in 2019 and a lot of people got to get off the karma train. All that means is you get to be done unconsciously learning lessons. You now have the opportunity. You've become self-aware enough if you finish that out, to when there's a loop of an experience in your life, say, this isn't about this person. This isn't about the third uh, narcissist I've dated. I'm talking literal narcissist now. I This isn't about like my inability to find love because these people are hurting me. This is like, why am I attracting this exact archetype of person to me over and over and over again? Okay, let me sort it out from there. Like, what am I trying to tell myself, right? Like seeing your life experience as something that you have projected outwards and not something that is happening to you. Now there is taking some responsibility there because a lot of people want to cop out. They want to say like the universe hates me. The universe is a server that comes up to your table. That's it. The universe doesn't give a fuck if you have good stuff or bad stuff. It is, it is, is a delivery service. It is the Amazon of reality. 
And so if you get on, if you, if a ser- people are triggered by Amazon right now, so I won't use that, even though it's a better metaphor server comes up to your table and says, what would you like? And you're like, I would like to make it. And the server's like, I don't, uh, make what? And it's like, I just would like good, bring me something good. Well, that's subjective. You have to be specific. What is it that you want? And then you have to ask, like, why do you want it? Most people don't even know what they want. Now, if the server comes up to your table and you say, my boss sucks. They don't know, like, the universe doesn't know that you're complaining. Like, the universe is just like, you want your boss to suck. Okay. And brings you more of the same. Quit ordering things you don't like. Quit paying attention to things you don't like. That doesn't mean you can't acknowledge them. Uh, but what are you obsessed with? What are you looking for? And for the most part, while you're in karma, you're looking for painful lessons. That's it. You're, you're seeking out painful lessons. Why do I keep getting burned by the women I date? Why do you keep seeking out women that will burn you? Why do you keep triggering people into leaving you? Cause you're trying to learn a lesson and you're not conscious yet. And some people are like, I don't know if I'm conscious. I know if you're having this experience, you have the opportunity to be conscious. Like I, you're probably conscious, but you're looking for things to be different because it, when I talk about them, uh, you think they're more magic than they are. But are you aware of why you're doing things? Are there weird loops in your life that are screaming, please learn this lesson? Are you in pain? You're probably trying to learn a lesson. That doesn't mean that you're never going to have pain, but you know, for the most part, the lessons come forth in, in pain. And we're, we're trying to get out of that. So there's also a difference between trauma and programming. So I had the childhood trauma of, which one should I pick? Um, whatever being, I didn't have a good childhood at all. Right. So the childhood trauma of being ignored and got inconsistent love when I was a kid. And so I, tend to seek out relationships, I guess. I would tell you these relationships happen to me, but I'm seeking them out. I'm calling them to me where the person is hot and cold with me and I never know where I stand. And then my entire life revolves around trying to figure out where I stand with this person. And so I healed that trauma. I went back and held that child and and started to show love to myself. And then I still have the programming of, of equating love with that feeling of nervousness. And so right now I have trauma is healed and I'm dealing with the programming of that. And a lot of programming needs to be burned out. So another example of this is when I was hacking uh, poverty, I went to a fine dining restaurant and I bought a $200 meal, which is not easy when you don't drink. And the meal was great. And immediately after this guilt and shame started to like take over my entire body. Cause I was like all these nervous thoughts, like, Oh my God, I could have paid so many bills with that. Blah, 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 blah. But I understood I had studied enough that the difference between people who have money and don't have money is the, is the belief in the money. The money is the energy and it's the people were taught that it's a big deal and to be frugal and to save it. And that's all such limiting beliefs when in reality money's fake as fuck and it just falls out of the sky. Do you have to operate energetically like someone who it falls out of the sky for people who it falls out of the sky for, they don't care how much the dinner costs. They don't look at the price tags at the grocery store and, uh, they think about how to make money right instead. And so as I was teaching myself this, which took me years, I had to burn that programming out. So now I'm faced with trying to learn intimacy 
and I'm playing it like a game. I've healed the trauma. I kicked everyone out of my life who wanted to be hot or cold. I've had a couple of experiences with people that got close to me and they started to do that. And old me would have been like, but I love their personality. And new me is like, nope, that doesn't work for me. Sorry. I have trauma. No offense to you. I'm sure you're great. I'm not going to project anything onto you, but I have trauma that makes hot and cold trigger me. And I'm trying to learn what love is. And love is just standing next to each other and being your own thing. And this is going to make me codependent. So you're out. Next, next person. Maybe the next person wants to love me. Maybe the next person wants to have this kind of relationship with me. And I'm grossed out by it. And then my brain wants to be like, no, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like that. I want to like dismantle them in my mind. And I'm like, okay, that's programming. All right. Like I want to put people who don't want me on a pedestal and I want to take someone who, who's just probably great and fine. And, uh, and, and I wouldn't have a super toxic dynamic with, and I want to like figure out all the reasons it wouldn't work. And so instead I'm going to burn that programming out, which is probably going to feel pretty close to, what it felt like to eat a $200 meal. But you know what happened after I ate a $200 meal and I dealt with the guilt and the shame? I realized that like the guilt and the shame was fake. That's all programming. And I got better at it. You know what happened? Money falls out of the sky now. I'll do a whole episode on poverty shit. I can hear you guys asking for it. Um, I have talked about it in past episodes, but I should just do a whole episode on like hacking the matrix, but this is what I'm currently hacking is intimacy. Okay. So that's an example of the difference between the trauma. Unconscious trauma would have you just in this loop and every single loop, you would pretend that this loop was different. Like, no, it's different with Tom than it was with Bob. And it's like, no, it's the exact same archetype of person. And so then you become conscious and you're like, okay, I'm attracting these people because I'm trying to learn this lesson. And then you, you, and then you deal with the programming because you've healed it. You're like, okay, this is because my dad left. Okay, got it. You work through that. And then you work through why you think that's familiar. And then you go from the trauma to the programming. The programming is the part of you that just automatically does these things and you have to consciously dismantle them. And there's a lot of communication there, which a lot of us weren't good at when we've got childhood trauma. And so now I'm very open and honest in relationships. Also my shadow in this was that I'm like anxiously attached. I have massive attachment damage. I never wanted to admit that I made fun of other women for being clingy or for looking at Instagram likes of their boyfriend and whatever. And then I became all of that. That's what happens in karma. I talk shit about it. I became it so that I could work through it. And now I'm very honest. I'm like, hey, I'm actually very sensitive. I'm emotional. These, I could never cry in front of anyone a year ago or two years ago. Now I'm just, I'm like, hey, I cry all the time. I'm very anxiously attached. I can't have inconsistent, like not to put anything on you. You're obviously not obligated to do anything. But if you're like seriously interested in me, I like if things aren't consistent, I start to get a little weird and whatever. And I really don't think that these will be permanent parts of my personality because as I become, as I accept them, which is the best way to get rid of something is to completely embrace it and accept it as part of you. And then it starts to evolve. As I accept them, they, uh, become easier to work with. So, um, I don't know how I got down this rabbit hole, but this is programming. And this is a lot of what we're working through. All right. This is all 5D shit. 60, a lot of programming, way less trauma. Most of your trauma is going to be cleared in 5D work. Okay. 60 is so much programming. Now, 60, if 5D is the emotional body, 60 is where we come together in something called the body of Christ. Sorry if that 
feels religious to you, it sucks that uh, Christianity co-opted a book of secret knowledge and turned a shitty religion into it. But this is where we get a new society. This is where we collapse the government and it's not going to matter that it collapses. Uh, Capitalism is going to collapse. All this is going to go away very quickly after we get our shit together. It's, and it's not going to matter because this, this system is set to oppress and uh, 60 in one word is collaboration. Now you have inside of you a blueprint to the new world. There is something you came here to do and it is in your heart. It's in your passion. It's something that's exciting to you. It's something that makes your heart sing. And there's so much programming blocking that off. It's going to be pretty hard to get to. You're going to have to dig through a bunch of programming. This is after 5D is fully integrated. Okay. Um, I'm going to make the next episode. I said that about five different things, but I think that's going to be the next episode. And we're going to talk more about that because I'm running out of time. I have to take my kids to something. But 60 is what we're currently working on. 70 is about the body. It's about fixing the earth. The earth is going to be fine. Once we have 60 in line, we're going to heal the earth. The earth is one of us, whatever. Um, you guys are doing a great job. You're doing a great job. And the shit comes in phases. It comes in waves. When you first get a download, you feel like the most magic person in the world. You feel like you can move things with your mind. And then the download starts to integrate and become a part of you. And then you feel like you've lost it, but you haven't lost anything. It's just that you had a shallow taste of something and now it's becoming part of your DNA. Sometimes it feels like you go back to dealing with old shit. A lot of us are in that energy right now. Uh, it just works in a spiral and you come back and you go at it from a different angle and then you integrate and you get a new superpower and then you go back to work at that thing and you're releasing and letting go. Your entire world is collapsing, dying and being reborn in front of you over and over and over again. And we're in this transition for I, probably till 2030. I mean, I think 2025 is just completely like we don't even recognize it from right now. It's a lot. It's just a lot a lot, a lot of change. And you're all doing a great job. You're giving birth to a new version of yourself. You're becoming truer, more authentic, happier, and sometimes sadder. And that's just part of the process of giving birth. Um, I have a Patreon and the Patreon includes two bonus episodes of Soberish a month at the $5 level. At the $10 level, there are four general readings where I just do a reading for, it's a video that I put out. And the way that that works is uh, time doesn't exist. And I did want to get into time stuff, but I'll do that in the next episode. Time doesn't exist and we're all in the same shared mental space. So when I'm doing that reading, uh, I'm, it's like I'm doing a reading for a room full of people. Those, there's four of those plus the two bonus episodes at the $10 level. At the $20 level, I do a weekly live video. Now, if you have like questions or conversations you want to have with me, I know a lot of you send me emails and half the time I can't get back to the emails. I highly recommend this level. That's $20 a month. You're getting four readings, two bonus episodes, and you can do these live videos. They're usually Saturday or Sunday night. As more people sign up for that tier, I will start doing them like a morning one on the weekend, a night one. And if it gets as big as I would like it to get, I will just do a daily live video. 
because uh, then I can quit my day job of doing regular readings. So the regular readings you can book on my website. I have a half an hour tarot reading, and then I have an hour and a half or an hour long. Um, I didn't know what the fuck to call it because like I hate the word life coaching, but that's what they end up being. But if you just like want help, kind of like intuitive counseling, getting through some of your blocks or whatever. I also have access to a lot of very powerful readers that uh, specialize in different things that I can help you kind of uh, steer you in the direction of, which brings me to Imagination Project. Imagination with a Z, not a T. Uh, Imagination Project will be a lot of things, but starting out Imagination Project is going to help provide some of these services to people who um, don't have the financial resources, like people going through these rapid ascensions who uh, need help of like energy readers, Reiki healers, you know, uh, mental health professionals mostly um, so that they can get help clearing some of this trauma by someone who is consciously aware of what is happening to the person. Because I think I tried to have a, like an unconscious therapist and I was like, Oh, we're on like two different wavelengths. And that is funded by or will be funded more but it is uh going to be funded by my patreon so if we had like 20 um a thousand patrons i'm very ambitious a thousand patrons at the 20 dollar level i could fund imagination project and also um be able to run it uh full-time anyway so, but you do what you want. I don't want to, I don't want that to be the reason I want. If you want the content, go get the content. And that's um, what I want to do with it. Uh, I do stand-up comedy sometimes. Uh, my calendar will be up soon on jessareed.com. That's also where you can book the readings. It's also where you can get the link to the Patreon. There is a Facebook group. There is a Discord server. You have to go to the Facebook group to get to the Discord server, or you can get to it from Patreon, I think. But I make that intentionally difficult, so just regular comedy fans uh, don't show up and make fun of you guys for talking about consciousness. Remember that people in 3D don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, I hope that that wasn't super redundant for those of you who have been listening. I just really want like the work isn't something like you didn't do good enough. You didn't do good enough so you don't get to come to higher dimensional reality. That's not how it works at all. It's energy. It all bleeds together. We're all pretty much already doing it. I do talk a lot about superpowers and shit like this, and I'm going to talk about that more in the next episode, the follow-up to this, but a lot of these superpowers, you have them, you just don't trust yourself. Like that's where the programming comes in is you're getting visions, you're getting synchronicities. You're like synchronicities are when reality is showing you symbolism of the things that are happening inside of you. And it's the trusting of them. It's the trusting the voice inside of you. It's the trusting your gut instinct. It's the listening to your inner uh, self. It's the believing that your guides are talking to you because they sound like your thoughts before you learn how to break up all the different noises in your head. And that's all programming. And so you have to just continuously work on that programming. And there are no jump cuts. You don't just wake up ascended. It's a process for everybody. And you're all doing a really, really good job. And I'm very excited to be a part of this with you. Um, sorry, this episode wasn't very funny at all. And I actually recorded one earlier and hated it. Because sometimes I get very snarky and defensive. I'm defending myself against the non-existent atheists for some reason. 
and uh, I hated the energy of it. So now I'm going to try to figure out how to work my laptop to get this episode out for you. Um, everyone have a great week. I'll be in LA and Phoenix coming up soon. Find that on, I don't know, my social media or my website.